Hey guys, it's Michelle here, the founder and CEO of iHelpMoms.com, where we are on a mission to connect you to the world's top experts to make motherhood easier, healthier, and happier. And I am so excited today to have Jen on, the founder of Moms Maternal Health. So thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mental health for moms is a huge part of what iHelpMoms.com is all about advocating for. And I was so excited to find out more about the specific work that you were doing relating to perinatal mood and anxiety, which I think so many moms know about, may have heard about, may experience. But I would love to delve more into it with you, Jen explaining to us what exactly is perinatal mood and anxiety disorder? Yeah, so um, a little bit of background before I go into that. Um, I suffered with a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder, and it wasn't until four and a half months postpartum with my second daughter only. Um, So that is the reason why I have become Uh, so educated in perinatal mood and uh, anxiety disorders. I had never even heard of them prior to suffering, Um, which is crazy because I have two children. So I feel like every mom should be educated in this prior to giving birth. Um, But yeah, up until recently, everything was considered postpartum depression. And that was what everyone, everything was referred to, uh, which was really confusing for a lot of moms because they may not necessarily have symptoms of feeling sad and depressed and they may be experiencing other things um, and kind of feel like they're dismissed or that um, like myself, I just thought that I was going crazy Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel depressed. Um, So with lots of research now, it is commonly referred to now as perinatal mood and anxiety disorders also known as PMADs. Um, And they now know that it is a spectrum of disorders and it can look different on everyone. Postpartum depression is just one of them. Um, And they also know that it doesn't just occur postpartum, that it can also occur during pregnancy, which is what the perinatal part of it is. Um, And there are several of them. So there is depression, which is during pregnancy and postpartum or postpartum anxiety during pregnancy uh, and or postpartum. There is the obsessive compulsive disorder, the OCD during pregnancy and postpartum, Uh, postpartum post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, bipolar mood disorder during pregnancy and postpartum and postpartum psychosis. So There are, there's a lot and that is, um, they're all different mood disorders. And while a lot of them have very similar symptoms, um, some of them have very specific symptoms. And like I mentioned, it, it really can appear and look different, um, on every single woman. So not everyone is going to have the same symptoms. So just because you might not have what you, you know, what this one says may not, necessarily mean that you aren't suffering from a uh, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. I love talking with you about this and really normalizing the conversation around it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I suffered from 
I would say, quote unquote, textbook postpartum depression. Um, But I really do, you know, think back to so many conversations with moms over the years. And it is a spectrum. And I love that you bring this to our attention. And I would love to continue to learn, you know, what are some of the facts? You know, how many women does this affect, Jennifer? And let's delve into some of those facts. Yeah, so it is incredibly common, um, which is another thing that it it angers me because if this is something that is so common, I just don't understand why why more women, especially during pregnancy, are not educated in this and something that can that can happen to anybody. Um, so it is one in five women will experience a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder, and while that's a lot they think that it's probably quite more because Mm -hmm. so many uh, women do suffer in silence and they don't seek help uh, because of the stigma that's placed on it. So um, it is the number one complication of childbirth, which again, blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does not discriminate and nobody is immune to it. So women of every culture, age, income level, And race can develop a PMAD. And I will tell you that because I was not educated in this prior, when I was suffering, um, I never once thought that it could be postpartum depression. And I had never even heard of postpartum anxiety. And I didn't think that it was that because I thought I knew what postpartum depression was. Mm. And I never thought that someone like me would suffer just because I'm a very happy person. I've never been depressed before. I don't have a history of it. And I could not have been more wrong. And really, those reasons almost cost me my life because it it really can happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. And you don't choose it. It truly chooses you. Yeah. Um, Symptoms can appear anytime within the first year postpartum. And sometimes it can even go past that if it's left untreated or undiagnosed. So um, many people think that it's something that just happens like shortly after you give birth, which is what I myself thought. Uh, and it, it's not true. Postpartum mm-hmm. is, is really a year uh, up until, you know, after you have your baby. Yeah. And symptoms can appear with any pregnancy, even if you didn't experience it with your previous pregnancy. So like myself, I didn't have it with my first. Uh, I had it with my second. Yeah. And, um, uh, and again, mine did not happen right away. Things were great. Uh, and mine started at four and a half months postpartum with a horrible, horrible, scary thought that I became obsessed with. So that, that there is that like OCD part mm. of the disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out it was called an intrusive thought, which is something that is very common. Um, Symptoms can appear different uh, with any pregnancy. Uh, Just like I had said, um, it can look different on anyone, which is why it is called a a spectrum of disorders. And the good news is the, the hope is that they're, they are temporary and they are treatable. Mm. uh, But, they, they don't just go away. You do need to put the work in. Um, and it is, uh, like I had mentioned intrusive thoughts, which are also known as scary thoughts is a very common symptom amongst many of the, this, the the disorders. And 
I believe that if I would have known that within itself, that I would not have suffered in silence for as long as I did. Yeah, it's um, so true. I, I just admire your courage to bring this to the forefront. Um, and really, you know, I help moms, we have always been so passionate about having these conversations with so many of our mental health therapists and our mom life coaches and, you know, bringing mom's maternal health on today for this reason, um, because we don't want mom suffering in silence, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know you said that your website is launching in a few weeks. So I am so excited to watch your journey with that and make sure that we encourage all of our moms to really tap in to your wisdom in, in helping other moms to manage us. And I love what you said that you can get through this um, and yeah. doing the work is well worth it. Um, I think that's, you know, I found that asking for a mental health therapist to help me through my postpartum depression was the hardest thing I've ever done and mm-hmm. probably saved my life as well. I think those, those words ring very, very true, Jen. I, I love this conversation. It's just so important. And, you know, um, as we, you know, as we close this, I always want to ask our experts, what is your number one piece of advice for moms out there? Like myself listening to you talk, we're like, yeah, yes, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, I've been there. What is your number one piece of insight and wisdom to help moms really embrace, enjoy, and love this journey that we're on? So it is definitely something that I find so incredibly difficult uh, previously before suffering. And um, one of the silver linings that has come out of my suffering is that I have learned to not only ask for help when I know that I need help, but also accepting help when Mm. people ask me, like, how can I help you? And prior it was like, I don't know why so many of us feel like we have to be a super mom and do it all. And we can't accept help. And we're strong, even if we do accept help. Um, And I think that, you know, society makes us believe, well, if we ask for help and we accept it, that we're weak. And really it's quite the opposite Mm -hmm. that we are incredibly strong and it has been something that I'm really good at doing now mm. because of what I had gone through. Um, so I, I know myself better than anyone. And I know when I, I need help and I will accept help. Uh, so that is like my biggest tip for moms, because I know that especially when you're a first time mom, <laughs> it is not so easy to accept help. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, our children truly bounce back and get through things a lot easier than we do. Uh, so it's kind of just like getting over that. Yeah. Oh, Jen, I love that piece of insight. Thank you so much. I can literally feel your strength coming through this podcast and that courage um, and just hope. So thank you for being a light in the world. That is just amazing. And I really, truly look forward to directing all of our fans to Moms Maternal Health, connecting with you. Good luck on your big website launch. And I truly just hope that we can work together to help moms get support that they need. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. You got it. Talk to you soon, Jen. Okay, bye. bye.